I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Ruthie's Table 4, a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. If food is love and love is food, for Valentine's Day today, we thought we should dedicate this episode of Ruthie's Table 4, talking to the chefs, the managers, the waiters, bartenders, gardeners, and some of our previous guests who spoke about the importance of food in celebrating love. Can I have a second to think about it? Okay. Food is love. Food is love. That's a very tricky question. It could be so tailored to any particular individual. Have you done this to him yet? <laughs> He's French, you can work it out. <laughs> Food is love. Food is love. Wine is love. Probably a nice bottle of rose champagne. That's love. I think they're very closely linked, food and love. <laughs> because I think the way to a lot of people's heart is through their stomach. Food is about love, it's about protection, it's about generosity and consciousness. Memories, memories, memories. And it's also about comfort. We want to give other people comfort, so we feed them. And there's times when we need comfort, so we feed ourselves. You were describing cooking as one of the great pleasures the other night. It's one of my biggest passions, you know, along with wine now. Mm. I love to cook. You know, I was in the kitchen the other day cooking for the kids and Victoria was like, can I help? What can I do? And I was like, honestly, Mm. sit down, have a vodka and tonic, relax, be with the kids. This is what I love to do. And I really relate to that Mm. because you kind of follow, there's a method, isn't there? But it's also creative and it's also, you're doing it for your kids who you haven't seen all day and there's the anticipation. And I think that is something why you probably like to cook and I like to cook. It's just one of the main reasons why I love to cook because it's why I love Lego also, you know, Mm. because it relaxes me, you know, and I'm 47 years old and I'll still (laughs) sit there with, you know, on my own actually till two, three, four in the morning doing Lego because actually it relaxes me and it's the same cooking for the kids. I love to cook for my parents. I love to cook for my friends. And I think that it's obviously come from, you know, my upbringing and I tried to do the same and Victoria tries to do the same with the kids as well. You know, we want them to be happy. We want them to be healthy. Do they cook with you? They do. Cooking for my wife. Straightforward as that, you know, like, that's my uh, favourite thing to do. 
full stop. I have cooked to impress many people over the years with, um, you know, various uh, levels of success. <laughs> Sometimes I think the message was so deeply embedded in the, like, you know, lentil broth that it didn't necessarily come across. But, you know, eventually it worked. And I think it's something that people do say quite often, you know, like, oh, you hear it a lot in the kitchen, you know, put some love into this. Put some love. But when you actually put genuine love into making something for someone you love, I think it's, 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 it's elevated. Love is a secret ingredient to a great dish. I always like to think if I'm cooking for someone, I always try to imagine that I'm cooking for my girlfriend because then I know I'm going to put extra love into it and you can taste the love every bite, you know? Listen, my favorite meal at the moment is lasagna. Lasagna is a dish made out of love and hard work. So many different layers. You have to make the beautiful bechamel, you have to make the beautiful sauce, you know, you have to make the beautiful pasta and everything has to be perfect. So that's my favorite thing to do at the moment, the lasagna, sure, 100%. Mate, do you know what? I don't have a girlfriend at the moment. You're breaking my heart reminding me, but uh, hopefully I'll meet someone by then and I have something to cook, you know? I love cooking. I'm doing a, a, this play here at the moment and I'm actually living at a friend's house. My kids are you know, spending the summer with their dad and, and at my mum's. But um, when things are a little bit more normal and we're all living together under, under one roof, then it's I'd make a, every weekend without fail. I do a Sunday roast on a Sunday. The, my mum said actually that one of the funniest memories that she has of me is, this is my, my emotional connection to roasting, it's that uh -huh. when I went travelling around Asia and I must have been 18 or 19 and I came back and she'd obviously you know made a roast dinner because that's why I said that I wanted to come back for and we sat around the table as a, as a family and once we'd finished my sister went oh thanks mum that was delicious the gravy was amazing and I just burst into tears because I'd forgotten to put the gravy on <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've been away too long <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think so. The rose tradition is something that goes back from your childhood to your to yours, and then to your children. Do you think? Yeah, and but I think my even my mum's childhood as well. You know, I think she was sort of raised on roast dinners. I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe it's because in my, in my family, just be, the way that things have worked out, my mum being you know a single working mother and that was possibly the one time a week that we all did come together around a table. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't much of that. Mm. I don't really have memories of sitting around mm. a table as a family, but I do on Sundays. I think I'm quite good at roast, but I mean, there's nothing like your mum's cooking, is there? So I can never quite get that element in there that she seems together. But I think it's just a lot of stock that she uses, so it could just be that. <laughs> I love to cook. My dad was a cook. I used to watch him the whole time. It's something I do here as well. I just kind of watch people cooking, and that's my favorite thing to do. Particularly when you work on the pass. If you have a spare moment, I just watch people. And you pick up so many things. Um, food and love. Gosh, food is love, isn't it? I mean, I cook for my husband every single day, and that is like my, my way of showing love for him. That's my love language for him, food. His love language is definitely, I'd say, words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not food. He definitely doesn't cook for me. <laughs> I don't really cook. I think my love language is probably being cooked for eating the food. <laughs> food is the way to my heart. Just, yeah, if someone puts in a lot of time and effort to cook a nice meal, I think that says a lot. And it's a nice little thing to do. 
And so you, do you do that with your children? Do you cook with them? I do. Sure. But do you think that your interest in cooking for them does come from your own childhood? Or I do. Yeah. Because it was such an unabashed expression of my father's love for yeah. us. Like there was no denying it. And when yeah. someone is so excited yeah. about like the sear on their yeah. baby back ribs, you know, yeah. and like, look at this, look what yeah. I did. You know, it's so imbued with love that you can't, it's undeniable. And so you learn it as a love language. I just yeah. had this this weekend. I had a house full of people at our house in Santa Barbara and I was making all these different breakfasts and, you know, my friends are like, oh my God, we feel so terrible. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is my love language. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm so happy doing this. Yeah. A few years ago, I was living in Peru in a van and it was my girlfriend's birthday. She's from Australia and she'd been missing, you know, food from her home. And so I decided I was going to make her sausage rolls, which is easy here, but not easy in Peru because you can't get the puff pastry or even the sausage meat like needs to be fresh minced and stuff. So I went around town all day looking for all of the ingredients. Never made puff pastry before, made it myself, but didn't have a rolling pin. So used a little wine bottle, you know, went to the butcher there. And this lady in full Peruvian getup is there with a machete, you know, hacking up the meat for me. I didn't even have an oven, so I had to borrow an oven, and it was taking forever. It took hours, but it was a surprise, so she had no idea what was happening. She just knew that I was cooking up a storm, and it took, like, two days because of the puff pastry having to chill. But they were the most amazing sausage rolls I've ever had, and I don't think I'll ever beat it. She was blown away, and, yeah, she almost cried. I suppose if you were ever to try and do something romantic or think about it, your first thought would always be to use food as the gateway to enhance that situation and then your memories of a romantic scenario has always been intrinsically linked to food so I guess that's what it brings up for all of us by the way I fell in love I fell in love with my wife over dinner did you tell me about it absolutely what's the story we had run into one another at an event in New York and through a variety of complicated circumstances it took us 18 months to have the first dinner, 18 oh, months, 18 months. Wow. <laughs> which is extraordinary. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of patience to wait 18 months. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but for both of us. And there yeah. I was thinking about this woman that I had met 18 months ago, trying to figure out where to take her to dinner. And we went to a restaurant called Allison on Dominic. Dominic is a street in uh, downtown New York, which was uh, not only uh, really good food, but quite romantic. And um, that was our first official date, June 13th. 1994. We still we celebrate the anniversary of that date more than we celebrate our wedding anniversary. And I mean, she claims that she knew that night (laughs) over a good meal at Allison on Dominic. I think I probably did too. But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it was the beginning of a great romance, and and uh, now 25 years of marriage. Is the restaurant still there? No, the restaurant is not there. But we've carried on a tradition of having dates. since then, I think one of the one of the nicest parts of my life, and there are many, is just being able to go out to dinner alone with my wife. If I if I know that I'm doing that, I look forward to it all week. <laughs> it's one of the things I've missed the most out of uh, from the pandemic. So when we reopened after COVID, what I found absolutely incredible, it was this sort of mentality of everyone just wanting to be together and just be so respectful and so happy. 
And a kind of, oh, what I remember when I think about it is those big coats and blankets and the big scarves and everyone was just so happy to sit outside. There were evenings where it was freezing, it was so cold and we were standing outside in our big jumpers. But there was just something so magical about it, about society coming together again after being apart and being in such a dark times. And um, I've, I just, yeah, I kind of remember the, the opening. I, of course, I remember the fears and everything else, but it just felt such a like joyous time and everyone was so happy. And yeah, everyone was wearing big jacket. That's all I remember. But I remember that that's a very, it's a very happy memory <laughs> when we reopen again. And it's just in addition to Sylvia's uh, big jackets and people <laughs> sitting outside being happy. I'll never forget the bride sitting outside on table 301 in yeah. November and it was raining. Yeah. And she was sitting there. She was just there. She was like, I'm having my wedding. Yeah. And it was amazing. And she, and they, they had a great time. Yeah. And I also remember one of um, uh, when we, uh, it was the first time when we came back, because there were obviously quite a few closures and every time was like, not again. And uh, one of our uh, um, uh, very regular customers, Susie Arden, do you remember when she, yeah. first time she came back, she just, she stood in the door and she had just like tears coming down and she was she just said like oh guys I'm just so happy to see you I'm just so happy that you are okay it was just so sweet and we were like oh it was very emotional I would probably say if you were to ask people closest to me, mm. I'm not always the most fun to be with in the kitchen because um, oh. I was, I did have my stint in kitchens, <laughs> you know, and I, I learned from professionals and it's a very tough place, a kitchen, mm. you know, it's, it, it requires a particular type of focus and a sense of geography, you know, like yes. knowing lot, yeah. small spaces and moving hot things. And I think I might take it all a bit too seriously. It's a general note for myself. Okay. But I think that yeah. my sister likes it when I cook for her. My nieces like it when I cook for them. I love cooking for my nieces. I love yeah. asking them what it is that everything that they want. That to me yeah. is like, what yeah. is your favorite? What do you want me to mm. coming over? Mm. I'm going to bring you anything that you want. We're mm. going to cook it, mm. you know, and just the satisfaction of that is there's nothing like that to yeah. me. I always think if you're trying to woo someone, getting them involved in the process of making something is very important. So I would kind of, like here we make lovely like ravioli from scratch and, and we make pasta and it's a brilliant skill to learn. So I think I would, you know, have the dough and the filling and everything else, like the sauce if you're going to do it, ready to go. And then I like, have my pasta machine set up at home and, and get them involved in the process of, you know, making tortelloni or, or different types of pasta shapes and kind of, you know, you, you can show off a little bit and make something together and then, and then cook it together and eat it and you put everything together, which I think is quite romantic. Food is love conjures up, for me, chocolate mousse and stick tartar. Tell me about your love for chocolate. My earliest memories are about loving chocolate. I remember once when I was a very little girl, my big brother, who was a teenager, 
my parents said, you can have the car if you bring Nancy home some ice cream first. He brought vanilla ice cream home. I put it under the bed, never ate it (laughs) because it wasn't chocolate. Why would he bring me vanilla ice cream? Uh, But I've always loved it. And as time has gone by, I've loved it darker and darker and darker. And what about ice cream? Because I did read that you have ice cream for breakfast, or is that an urban myth? No, it's not an urban myth. Mm. It's convenient. It's right there. Mm. It has long shelf life. You don't have to worry about it. It's right there. And um, but I have it for breakfast. It's a great way to start the day. I don't have it every day, mm. but I have it often. And when I was younger, I used to have it before I went to sleep, a pint of ice, chocolate ice cream. But as time has gone by, the, the later the chocolate, the less sleep I have. If I was to make a Valentine's meal, I would probably make a truffle tagliarini. I think truffles are amazing. I would make tagliarini with caviar. Tagliarini, lightly, you know, tossed with butter and a tiny little bit of lemon and then a massive spoonful of caviar on top. Beautiful glass of champagne. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> my love food is risotto and pasta. Well, my instant thought is like a big warm pie. It sounds horrible when I say it like that, but like... Pies hold a very special place in my heart, being from the north. So I just feel like it's a big hug in a plate, big pie. That's what I'd say. I'm half Italian, so I think it would definitely be Italian food for me. I think probably like from the expression like labour of love, things that take a long time to like prepare and cook for me are like really special because they've taken so much like care to do. So like just a simple baked pumpkin, you have to like peel it and the preparation of it is really long. So yeah, the longer and the more care into it for me means more love's been put into it. The meal I most enjoy eating with my partner is toast. So yeah, it can be really anything as long as it's with a person that you love. As much as I love cooking for other people, I think being cooked for, especially as a chef, is like the nicest thing anyone could do. But everyone always gets like quite nervous, I think, cooking for you when you do that as your job. But I literally couldn't care less what anyone gave me. I would honestly just love anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, this is terrible. The first thing that came to my mind was a McDonald's. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Food is love. I don't know if it's a boring answer, but I'd probably just go a bottle of champagne. I would say freshness, seasonal, comfortable cosy and warmth something like that at the moment in the world you know going bananas and you look at nature and just you know there's nothing is happening and you feel kind of hopeful that you know life carries on you know what I mean <laughs> trying to think if I should go for like a typical like my name's Olivia and I work in the office doing a bit of everything really. My name's Dick and I'm a bartender. My name's Stephen Hampson and I'm one of the restaurant managers. My name is Christoph, I'm the head sommelier. I'm Kitty and I'm Ruthie's PA. Uh, my name's Joseph Trevelli and I'm the co-executive chef at the River Cafe. My name is Ricky and I'm uh, one of the most charming chefs at the River Cafe. Tabby, I work in the shop. And my name is Max, I'm a head waiter at the River Cafe. Imogen, I'm Shop Operations Manager. I'm Tate. My name is Jackie and I'm a chef. My name is Sylvia Lizewska and I am Reservations Manager at the River Cafe. 
My name is um, Alex Pajic and I'm a floor manager at Rumba Cafe. I'm Otto um, and I'm a chef in the kitchen. <laughs> My name is Sophia and I'm a chef in the River Cafe. I am Jess and I'm a chef at the River Cafe. Uh, my name is Sean Wynne Owen and I am the executive chef at the River Cafe. Hi, my name is Ivan. I'm Rosie and I'm a pastry chef. I am called Sassy and I am a cook at the River Cafe. I'm Sheila, I'm marketing and e-commerce manager. I'm Hebe and I am a chef at the River Cafe. Hi, my name is Jamie Vilhena and I'm the gardener at the River Cafe. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule it's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.